you needed a little caffeine pick me up for this this Sunday this Sunday day. <laughs> I mean, I just woke up. You just oh. woke up, sir. It is twelve fifteen. Well, I woke up like an hour and a half ago. Oh my gosh, what's it like yeah. to live in your teenage years as an adult? It's not <laughs> <laughs> not not a thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, I woke. Up, I I did sleep in. Sleep. Excuse me. Sleep in today. Um, a little bit for myself, for my standards. I woke up at about 7 a.m. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Woke up at 7 a.m. Not I, my. Not I love my... when people say that. I slept in. I slept until 7 a.m. today. Yeah. I mean, again, I've been waking up at like 4 30 in the morning regularly for the last like two, three months. So, yeah, that is sleeping in for me. Welcome to my almost 40s, I guess. But. I am seeing uh, Madonna, the Queen of Pop herself, in concert. I'm so excited. Celebration tour, baby. Celebration tour that boots the house down. Um, uh, have fun. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. Um, speaking of Madonna, someone released a Madonna-esque single this week. And we uh, decided to record after our usual recording time so that we could get a fresh take on this particular song. Because the internet was ablaze. With upon the release of this new single by this very famous pop girly, Ms. Ariana Grande. Yes, and. Ms. Ariana Grande. Everyone who is, uh, you know, a younger millennial or Gen Z, this is their favorite diva because that's as far back as they go. This is as far back as their memory can handle. Yeah, it's as far back as the memory can handle, like 2010. <laughs> 2010. I, I'm going to go on record and say that, you know, Ariana Grande, I famously am a casual fan of and oftentimes and oftentimes critique because I feel like while Ariana Grande is very talented, she stays within a type of sound and comfort zone for herself, which isn't necessarily bad. It's just not necessarily my cup of tea. So she's kind of uh, dabbled within the pop R&B realm for her entire career, as far as I as far as I know. Right. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I'm I'm a casual fan as well. Yeah, and so she, um, I know a lot of people love her for her voice. She's got an incredible voice. That's that's not to be up for debate. I think that anyone yeah, that, that has anyone that has ears knows that she can sing very well. But anyway, yes, and came out. It is a reunion of her with Max Martin and Ilya, who are her producers. Um, they were left out on her last album for some reason. Maybe it was because of the pandemic. I don't know. But um, it seemed like she wanted a little bit of separation with Max Martin and Ilya after her uh, production uh, credits on the <laughs> Charlie's Angels soundtrack. They came out in 2019. Was that 2019? Woof. Woof. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. It was twenty it was early twenty nineteen. Yep. Yeah. She um we, don't talk about that. we I honestly almost forgot about it. Completely well, we, that's that's good. Yeah, because she was enlisted as the executive producer or one of the executive producers for that soundtrack. So she's helped curate and produce that soundtrack with Max Martin and Ilya. And clearly Don't Call Me Angel was not the banger that they were hoping for. Um, somebody lied to it several times. Several times, several and, times. and so I I would assume that after that soundtrack and and the whole project, I mean the movie kind of flopped. 
I think that she probably wanted to distance herself a little bit. Did they, they really thought they were going to be Lucy, Cameron, D, and Destiny, Charlie's Angels, come on. Like, they come really on. thought that they were going to recreate yeah. that kind of an energy. And also, like, Cameron, Drew, Lucy Lou, that's that's it for me. You can't yeah. recreate magic. Once it happens once, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, couldn't imagine them going anywhere with that. Yeah. No. It... it was a disaster. Um, so back to Ms. Grandy. Ms. Grandy. Um Ms. Fenty. I love the single. It's I can go on record to say that this is probably my first Ariana Grande single that I've loved straight out the gate since Focus. I know a lot of people don't like Focus. I personally loved Focus. I liked um, it at the time. Um, but this song specifically, I would say just even like straight out the gate. It's the type of music that I love. I love dance pop music. And you love a skip beat. You love house. I love house music. I love dance music. I love Madonna. So this was basically, she was basically checking off boxes. She's like, she's like, she said, what does Zach want? And I know that she asked that in the, in the booth. And <laughs> yes. she's like, Zach wants Max Martin. Check. Zach wants Madonna. Check. Zach wants uh, house music. Check. And she did it. I I loved it straight out the gate. I had, when I heard that there was, so at the time people were saying it interpolated Vogue. That is not necessarily true. Which could um, mean so many things. Like I thought that maybe it just meant lyrics from the song. Interpolation. Like, and an interpolation is when you re-sing elements of a song. Yeah, I and, thought it was vocal. Like vocal. Yeah. So this is not an interpolation. This actually does not sample or interpolate Vogue in any sense, but it's clearly inspired by it because the structure oh. of, the structure, right away. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the structure of the song is very uh, reminiscent of Vogue, but it's not copying it per se, if that makes sense. But um, yeah, I loved it. And I was so, and I think one of the things straight out the gate that I was so, I keep saying straight out the gate. I sound like little Kim in Lady Marmalade. Straight out the gate. Um, <laughs> we independent women, some of sick as for whores. <laughs> but I think the one thing that I was just immediately so excited about was the fact that the song has a 47 second intro before the first verse even hits that you don't get that today in pop music ariana grande in particular i mean in recent years her songs have been kind of getting shorter and shorter she has been uh, very you know what i've uh coined as sleepy trap beats of it all and so just i I was just really impressed at the fact that like this song had like a three minute and 30 second uh, timestamp. Like it's, I don't know. It just felt like a full structured song to me. And I was just, I think that that's one of the things that immediately I was like, fuck, I can actually enjoy a song and feel like right. it didn't end two seconds longer. in. Yeah. I really, I really appreciate that about the song for sure. I like it. The more I listen to it, mm-hmm. um, it's, Certainly not groundbreaking, in my opinion. I I don't really find anything about it to be memorable or that exciting. But okay. I, I do like it. I, um, I don't hate it by any means. Mm-hmm. I just think that, to me, it I think it has an opportunity to explode a bit more. That's what I'm missing from it. I wish it exploded a bit more. Especially mm-hmm. with... The, because, you know, even though she made this, like, up-tempo song... And I do appreciate that there's an intro and that it's longer than like four minutes i think that's amazing i also love the music video which we can talk about but mm-hmm. i think it's three and a half minutes three and a half minutes yeah i don't even know yeah. uh, but yeah. like <laughs> which is still good for 
today's standards. One hundred percent. That's basically. I, would, like, I wouldn't consider that long ten years ago, but that's now, ten years. That's ten years in TikTok years. So one hundred percent. That's long now, but I think, you know, I, yeah, I think the problem for me is like it's it's just kind of like you know, I mean, it it sounds a little bit like it's kind of reminds me of like no tears left to cry. It also mm-hmm. remi- it remi- not that it sounds like this, but it reminds me it kind of brings a similar energy to we're going to be all right. Isn't it all right? Or be all right from her. Be all right from. Yeah. I've always liked that song. I've always liked that song. Yeah. Same. I I would say, and and she loves that song. I think that that is one of her uh, favorite songs in her discography. And I think that this is a natural progression off of that song for sure. I would say that those, these two songs are siblings in in the Ariana Grande universe. And I would also say motive off of positions. I would say, which is the only one I liked. Yeah. I liked off of positions. I, yeah, I just think like, for me, it doesn't make it exciting just because you slap a house beat on it, you know? And I mm. think that I think some people are kind of making it seem that way. It's like, sure, it's up-tempo. That's great for her. But it's her 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 vocal styling, the arrangement of the singing and the lyrics are still kind of like this stripped back. Like, I don't yeah. really like the, yes, and, and it, yeah. it doesn't, it, I need it to explode a bit more for what it is. Do you know what I'm saying? Like for, sure. for being a house track, I want it to give me a little more, you know, more peaks and valleys. It just doesn't do that. You want her to sing from her chest, even though she's saying, say that shit with your chest. She's still kind of going like this. <laughs> <laughs> Literally though. Like, I mean, I, and I think that's a fair, fair critique. I, uh, I would agree with you. Like if I, if I had my own production notes that I would like to give her, uh, that would have been probably my critique as well. Is like, hey, like actually, like explode a little bit more with your voice, or not explode, but like you know, sing out of your chest a little bit more. But that said, like I, I think for me, I'm just so happy. I'm not saying the song is brand new, like that it's like never been done before. Clearly, it has. But for her to step outside of her, uh like pop R&B elements, especially like the mid-tempo vibes that she's been doing the last three albums. That's, I think, the other reason why I'm like, oh my God, like she's finally trying something different. And that's what I think that that, yeah. And of course I'm biased. I love Madonna. So like anything that's going to The moment I heard it, I knew you were going to like it. And And I did tell you this too. This is another thing about her. I, again, I'm a casual fan. I'm not a huge fan of hers. But her yeah. fans, she's got a fierce fan base. And I fierce. think no matter what the outcome of the song, if it was something like On Positions or if it was this, people were going to say that they loved it and that it was amazing. So totally. for me, I listened to it and I was kind of like, meh. Like it was very that. I do like it the more I listen to it. But I can't see myself revisiting the song a lot, if I'm being honest. I think it's going to be forced upon me because I think it's going to be <laughs> everywhere. I think it's going to be all yeah. over gay, you know, Instagram, TikTok. I think it's probably oh, going to yeah. do I, I would be- assume it's going to do well on Billboard. Uh, yeah. Because, again, Ariana Grande is the girl of, you know, like I said, with Gen Z and, like, early millennials especially, like, that's mm-hmm. their girl. So they want to see what she's going to do. For yeah. me, I don't have that attachment to her. So I'm just kind of like... I, it's it's okay. It's okay. It's on track to a number two debut on Billboard Hot 100, which is phenomenal. Um, she it sparked a lot of interesting conversations about uh, the pop girlies and house music. It's interesting how like every time a pop girl will experiment with dance music, all of a sudden there's this brand new conversation about the genre that I'm like, 
that people act like that they've never had this conversation before. I mean, I, it happened with Chromatica, it happened with Renaissance, and now it's happening again with this song. And I'm just, and what's interesting to me is I'm just kind of like, you, if you're a fan of one of these girls, you are at least aware of the other people going on, right? Because the comparisons are already happening. So I'm like, how are you acting? There's a, especially with this song, there's a lot of people acting brand new to, they're like suddenly discovering, discovering Babylon. They're discovering Vogue. They're discovering Break My Soul. And I'm like, where have you been? You're not, are you like eight years old right now? Like, I don't get how people can be so disconnected from these connections. I guess I, I understand that algorithms play a huge part, but at the same time, I'm just kind of like, isn't, isn't there a natural curiosity from people? I don't know. Yeah, well, that's a good point you bring up too, like thinking about, especially with like Break My Soul, that's a really good example. I think, you know, and you and I are both obsessed with Renaissance. I think yeah. I, I, can't, I could talk about it endlessly and it's crazy because it's almost three years ago now. Um, yeah. Crazy. Isn't that nuts? It's, don't even want to talk about it. Or two years ago, excuse me. Two years but ago like, still. Um, but I think that, that's what I that's what I'm necessarily not loving about it too is like I think it does like for especially on Max Martin's part I think he probably heard like he's like Renaissance is big right now break my mm-hmm. soul like look at this cool like we're bringing bringing the house back you know like we might as well mm-hmm. give this to try with you and like it, it's that's fine you know like I just think it's kind of like hopping on that the the tail end of Beyonce's like high from her from her Renaissance eras. Mm. Mm-hmm. Renaissance eras, Renaissance, <laughs> the Renaissance world. Excuse me, Rena- I'm so sorry, Beyonce. Renaissance uh, world tour, <laughs> but I think that that for me too is kind of where it's like, again, like you know, it's it's fine. Like if you want to hop on like that that trend, that bandwagon, you know, yeah, it's, it's a cute song. It's fine, but. I think I mean that's how pop music works is that there's going to be a genre right. that kind of explodes and there's going to be a particular artist that but not will everyone's be... Beyonce. Right. Well, I mean, but that's what's interesting though too about this style. So so the songs in question that I'm seeing pop up at least on Twitter right now in regards to uh you know the um the current trend of like house music and things like that is um well obviously Madonna's Vogue, you know, is kind of the 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 inspiration for it all for a lot of these girlies um but then you had babylon being discussed you had break crystal my... waters i hear a lot of crystal waters for me personally okay yeah um but you had i'm just seeing what i've been seeing discussed on twitter is uh vogue break my soul specifically the queen's remix katy perry's walking on air um and lady gaga's babylon are the the songs that are being kind of discussed in fact there's a dj i forget his name ada music or something like that who did a a, like a seven minute mashup i think i might have sent it to you um but of like kind of mashing up all the songs um but a lot of people are like seemingly acting like that they like just didn't know that the other songs existed (laughs) just kind of like where have you been but at the same time it's a fun conversation like i love seeing people discover new music i love i love seeing this style you you say that do you mean like ariana fans yeah Okay, yeah. gotcha. I was I was a little confused. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So they're like, oh my god, look at this new genre, yeah, of, of music. Wow, yeah, she really popped up. Because because they'll be like they'll be like other pop songs influenced by house music, and then it's like they list list oh, off songs, yeah, yeah. you know. And I'm kind yeah. of like, yeah, like where have you been? <laughs> but um, but I I I do love the conversation, especially like you start then seeing people be like, 
and I had to correct someone on Twitter today, but like so people were like, Carly Rae Jepsen was the first person to bring the 90s house sound back with didn't just come here to dance off of emotion. And I was like, uh, Katy Perry's walking on air would like to have a word. I would argue that Katy Perry out of anyone in the current, I mean, it's still, that was 10 years ago, but- It was 2013, the, yeah. 2013, like in, in, in the current stratosphere of pop music, I would say that was the earliest- you know, call back to the nineties house music. Cause I would say walking on air, very inspired by, as you just mentioned, crystal waters. 100%. I think that, yeah. yeah. In fact, I want to say in interviews, that's, that's what she was saying is that that was like crystal waters, CC Peniston. That's a really good point though. Like, it, it, yeah, like I can't, maybe I'd have to do more thinking, but you're right. I can't think of anyone in the last 10 years that kind of brought that resurgence back, but that song is very, yeah, much maybe what started, the the movement forward and that's also too like i feel like you know the um just edm and house scene started to really blow up um you know and now now it's so huge you know people go to so Mm -hmm. many different festivals for house music and yeah not that it's not it's never gone away but it's definitely had like a rebirth of sorts Mm -hmm. and crystal waters is a great example because i over the last like three four years she's just blown up on tiktok and blown up on instagram you know, you see so many of her songs, like um, 100%, you know, Pure Love is a great example. Love yeah. love, love that song. Uh, you know, it's it's clear that these artists are inspired by this sound. But I think also, yeah, she's kind of uh, piggybacking off of that, you know, because it's so popular, it's so trendy, it's so viral over the last few years to yeah. have that sound. Yeah, I remember us like when we first met. I think we were joking about like Crystal Waters because it was blowing up on TikTok. So I was like, yeah, like she's homeless. She's like, that homeless. Was ev- that, was ev- that was everywhere. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think. And also, I don't. I don't think Crystal Waters gets enough. No props. I really don't. I don't hear we, her talk about enough. No, and I I agree. Like we see a lot of conversation about Robin S with uh, Show Me Love. Not to yes. be confused with Robin. I went, Show Me Love. I went there too when I heard this. Yesterday. Yeah, we but Robin S's Show Me Love, arguably one of the most influential house songs uh, to date. Um, again, obviously totally. Beyonce sampled it for Break My Soul. It's used. It's it Chris was sampled Brown by Charlie or something. Even Char- right? well, Charlie Charlie Jason XCX. Derulo. Yeah, Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo. That was back yeah. back in like 2010, right? Something like that. 20, yeah. 2009, 2010. Um, but then also Charlie XCX with You Used to Know Me. Um, 100%. What's yeah. that, that kind of like, it's kind of like a, what's that sound? Yeah, what is that? Is that like um, a xylophone it's, or something? It's, I think it's like a synthesizer. I would assume that it's probably a synthesized like piano or something like that. People um, take huge inspiration from that. Yeah, that, that specific type of sound is used in so much dance music. It's used so much. So much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. And I mean, you know, I I I love when people experiment with their music. It doesn't matter the genre. Obviously, I'm biased and and partial to dance music, but I just I do love the conversation. I just I I I hate when fans try to act I I get that stan culture is going to always be toxic, but like I just wish that people would take their personal feelings out of a song or an artist out of the conversation sometimes and just at least recognize like like oh yeah so and so might have done this first and that's okay like it's not trying to shit on anyone else it's just just recognize like just recognize the timeline of events that's all i'm asking like don't try to create a new 
uh, expectation and our, our new reality in your head that never existed. You know, I don't like that personally. You know, right? I I appreciate the experimentation too. I'm I'm. It makes me hopeful to see the new album. Uh-huh. I think that this is a cute first single. Sure. Um, like I said, I don't think I'll be revisiting it much. It it needs to explode for me. I think it's it's the same kind of vocal styling she always has had and that's kind of my you know and we've talked about this before but that's kind of my mm-hmm. thing with her why i've never really connected with her is like i would like her to experiment with that you know yeah. i know you're experimenting with the beat you're experimenting with the type of music the tempos and things experiment with like giving us an explosive chorus do you know what i mean like give get channel some of those those house girls you know channel robin s channel crystal waters yeah give me give me some peaks and valleys because that if it the whole album's like this i'm not gonna like it mm. see i for me the song does give me some peaks and valleys i love the way that the intro starts i love that you then get like the house beat that get comes in again it's 48 seconds of an intro yeah, before the, beat. the beats yeah. the most interesting part about the song i would say my biggest critique of the song is the baby voice for the spoken word part and at the bridge that's probably i thought that I thought was you, a, i thought you were gonna like that I thought that was just the so I here's like that. so hear me out. I know that I'm a giant Madonna stan. I think Madonna has one of the best spoken word voices for music. Like when in her songs, when she does a spoken word, her voice sounds so powerful, and so I just love the tone of it. So I any pop girl, Gaga, Katie, Beyonce, Rihanna, anyone that does a spoken word part, I am going to be comparing you to Madonna in my head because I think that Madonna does it best. Now, so that said, when I hear Ariana Grande doing it and she's kind of doing this like baby voice, and I was kind of like, that was a choice. I don't hate it. It's just, I wish it was done differently, but it is what it is. Like drop her register. I just don't think that she she doesn't actually talk. It's kind of like how Paris Hilton has like four different speaking voices, yeah. kind of depending on her mood. That's kind of how Ariana Grande is as well. It's like she has her baby voice. She has her deeper voice, which I would assume is maybe her more actual, like real like speaking voice. That she has her black scent when she's feeling it. Um, she has her black scent, but now she's in her her K-pop Korean era. She's in her white girl Korean pop yeah era. She's yeah. trying. She's trying to be Korean. She's like. <laughs> She, yeah. And so the way she's painting her face too, I'm like, okay. 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 There's that. I, you know, I find her fascinating. People have a lot of opinions on her. Um, I don't know. I, I'm trying to take myself, my, my personal opinions about her out of the conversation for the first time. I, I'm trying to really focus on. Interesting. Now that it's a house song, you take your. But I mean, the song is addressing critics, right? It's addressing her critics. And I know a lot of people are criticize her for her, particularly her lifestyle choices, allegedly calling her a homewrecker time and time again. You know, I, I don't, the reality is I don't know what she's doing in her personal life. You know, I don't know the sequence of events that are happening in her personal life with her relationships. And it's really none of my business and I kind of don't care. And I feel that way about anyone in general, like celebrity or not. Yeah, I mean, celebrity gossip. I think we all get it, like get a little kick out of celebrity gossip from time to time. I'm not going to lie and say I don't. It's fun, but like I don't necessarily unless there's unless there's like a factual. This happened. 
and well, it's some they are, I don't know they were they were I don't know if they are still but they were seeing each other. Um, the, the I believe the rumor mill says that Rihanna was oh, Rihanna. God, I can't these well, girls. <laughs> <laughs> these girls. No, Ariana was married and Ethan was married and allegedly like on the set of Wicked started like hooking up and started dating or whatever. That's the rumor mill. What they are saying is that actually the both of their respective relationships had already ended and dissipated and were already seeking divorce or separation or whatever. Which is a very common thing that happens. Very yeah. common. Yeah, yeah. Like um, you're, not, you're not fully legally divorced yet, but you're still kind of seeing other people. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what the truth is. And that's, that's what I'm saying is that like, I don't know the truth. I don't really care necessarily. I don't either. I don't either. And, yeah. I, don't and I was like, I'm going to separate their I'm just, personal I just, life. I'm just, I, what I do, what I'm more interested in is like, the men she's choosing. Wow. Okay. You're a beautiful woman. You go for SpongeBob. It's just really interesting. You, it's, she's, she always throws a curveball. I never know what she's going to do. Well, I um, think she's getting a curveball, if you know what I'm saying. I don't. I think I I personally think Ethan is cute. I, I get it. And I personally think he has a giant dick. And I think that's why she's with him. Yes. And... and- <laughs> Say that shit with your chest, and yeah, I just fucked SpongeBob Square pants <laughs> <laughs> down in the pineapple under the sea, and yeah, yeah. So I mean, it is what it is. I don't know. I I I I'm I'm excited for the new era. I'm excited. I I love dance music, and I and I'm unapologetic about it. And I always get thrilled when I hear artists experiment with it. And I love to hear what they come up with. There's already rumors circulating on the internet about the second single that I started reading today. I don't know how factual they are. Um, but the rumors currently are that the music video for the second single is already filmed. Um, and that it's allegedly a, uh, it goes back to her more pop R and B roots, but it's allegedly inspired by nineties and early two thousands type of R and B pop, which is exciting for us very exciting um and the reference the reference right the reference points that were given in this particular uh leak uh like info leak was that uh it sounded like early mariah carey tony braxton isn't that her whole career that's Um, that that leaves a lot that leads a lot to interpretation i'm i'm curious it's the first time i've actually been excited about an ariana grande era but i'll be honest like i i'm I'm excited to see where this... I also love the music video. I love the reference to Cold Hearted by Paul Abdul. I yeah, love the choreography. It's very fun. I love... My favorite part of it is when the two critics get up and dance. Yeah. It's cute. Very cute. It's, it's cute. Um, I, I love the dancing and how cohesive it is and how it works that there's like great choreography without over dancing i know a lot of people go nuts for tate mccray and i think that tate mccray is a wonderful dancer yeah incredible incredible dancer i'm not saying that she's not but her choreography she over dances in her videos and her performances to the point where it's distracting and because, because in my opinion it's because of the song you're over dancing to a song. It's not matching yes, the song. It's not matching the song at all. It might, it might match a different song. Yeah. It, but it's not matching the song, but she's, she's giving too much. And the way that people oftentimes critique singers for over singing, I think you can also over dance. I think sometimes pulling back and less is more can yeah. really be beneficial. And so far Tate McRae, her music has not really like captured me. 
Um, but yeah, she, no. I completely agree with no. you. Her, her dancing, she overdances. I think that in this video, Ariana Grande, the way that the the dancing, I think it matches the song well. The movements are really cute. I made a meme about how like the the part where they're on the stairs and she's like, boy, put your lipstick on. It's like her and all of her dancers are all kind of like doing this like posing movement that just, it was very simple, but the way that everyone moved together, it was, it was Vogue inspired. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, celebrating that. Yeah. But good for her, you know, Um, I'm, I'm eager to see what the rest of the album is going to sound like. Apparently uh, there's going to be a lot. It's a, it's, I don't know if it's going to be all produced by Max Martin and Ilya, but I believe that they are um, heavily involved with the album's production. So I'm excited to hear what else they've conjured up together. One last note I wanted to say about um, yes. And before we move on is that uh, I believe it was Ilya um, had mentioned that yes. And was uh, the lyrics were self like completely written by Ariana herself and no one else. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I think a lot, of, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff is not impressed, <laughs> but I, 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 here's my thing is yes. And the greatest song in the world. No, but I, I will always try to give people props where props I feel like are due. And that just like, we don't see the breakdown enough of like, you know, we see a song and it says that there's like seven songwriters, but we don't know who contributed. So when I hear one of the producers or songwriters come out and say, hey, like these lyrics were right. actually all written by her. Right. That takes some artistic to, direction. You I have that. I have to applaud that because I think that especially with Ariana's career, again, this is someone that's not a huge fan of hers, but I can recognize that she was probably, she out of all of the, you know, pop girlies today is probably the early parts of her career very heavily controlled by her record company. And so she probably didn't get a chance to give. I don't think that she had a lot to say in terms of her musical direction and production until the Thank You Next era. I think that that's think the sweetener Thank You Next era is when she finally started getting a little bit more say and control. Right. Thank You Next is my favorite era of hers thus far. I really like that album. Not the mm-hmm. whole thing, but as a, in terms of like her discography, that's my favorite. Good. I'm glad that you do. I do. I love it. I love like NASA and that album. It's a really great song with mm. Shangela in the beginning. It's just so fun, like fun, fun lyrics, fun beats, you know, fun, different things. I, I think Unix is obviously also just iconic. It blew up. It was such a huge moment. I love the music video reference mm-hmm. to Mean Girls. Um, yeah. A little callback there. Yeah. But yeah. That was a really cute album. Um, other than that, not, you know, there. I mean, and there's some things on Dangerous Woman I like, I guess. For sure, but yeah, I, she has sprinkles on all of her albums that I've liked. I would say that there are some songs that I really do enjoy, some songs that I do revisit. In fact, her like cover slash interpolation of "Good Night and Go" by Imogen Heap is one of my favorites that she's done off the Sweetener album. Um, I revisit that one a lot, and I also revisit "Blazed" off of Sweetener a lot. I know that I don't. I think I'm the only person that likes that song. I don't know a soul that likes blazed um or fans maybe i i brought it up recently in a story and people were like you actually like that song and i'm like yes to me it's like to me the vocal production on her voice and that song and the way that she's like layered her vocals and harmonized were to me were very reminiscent of brandy 
And so I think that's why I love it yeah. so much. Because she's um, inspired by Brandy. You know, she's inspired by all the 90s R&B girls. I think yeah. that's, that's it took me a long time to come around to her in general, just because I'm like, who is this Mariah, like, carbon copy? You know, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. much so. But I don't I don't feel that way about her so much anymore. Obviously, I think she's taking, she's going to take heavily, have, you know, inspiration from those kind yeah. of singers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what the album sounds like. We'll know. see. We maybe, consider maybe us- and and maybe and and my my whole thing. I'm I'm curious when it's going to be released because when she released positions, she released the single one week and then she released the album the following week. So I'm very I mean I feel like we could get this album literally at any time. Um, it was also during COVID, which was the wild wild west of album releases. Wild wild west, yeah. Oh my gosh, what a what a time, what a time to be alive. But Ever yeah, more in fuck lore. We <laughs> we shall see, and the album is called Eternal Sunshine. Apparently, so she's Eternal very, Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It, that's what it was inspired from. She uh, is a huge Jim Carrey fan. So same. Well, well, eh, yeah. I, I love her. I, yeah, I I as a child loved Jim Carrey. Loved, I mean, like yeah, I loved him in the nineties. He's a little kooky, wookie, ookie, spooky now. Kooky, ookie, wookie, spooky. But I I wonder. I'm curious. With her, you know, rekindling, I shouldn't say rekindling, I don't think that they had a falling out, but her, you know, getting back together with Max Martin for this album, because again, Positions was produced, he had no part in, and- Which we heard. Yeah, which we heard, and I feel like, I wonder if The weekend had anything to do with it, because she- the weekend, the spoken word bits and whatnot throughout um, Dawn FM were Jim Carrey. And then he brought Ariana back for that one remix of a song. What was it? Save Your Tears. Mm-hmm. And then, so I'm just wondering if The Weeknd had any sort of involvement with being like, you should get back together with Max Martin. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. that I mean, don't know don't know i will say just really quickly about the weekend yeah i haven't liked i was a huge weekend fan when he first came on the scene where i felt like i was one of the early fans you know what i mean like with the mixtape era so this was yeah. like 2010 or 11 yeah. way before anyone like liked him as soon as he started blowing up <laughs> maybe this is like the emo like rebel in me but like i just was like not about it anymore do you, know you mean? weren't feeling it like, yeah I, I, and now he's like one of the most famous artists of, of all time yeah truly yeah, but huge. I haven't liked a lot of his music. Very, again, kind of like with Ariana, there's sprinkles, like you said, uh-huh. with him. I really like the song Popular. <gasps> I really like it. You I do? Really, I really like it. Like, I don't know. I heard it on like a TikTok and I'm like, what is this? Like, I never really paid attention to it. I'm like, ooh, I like this. I'm not going to lie. Featuring like my it. girl. Featuring my girl. You know I what's really- crazy? I believe that that is now Madonna's longest charting song in the Hot 100. Because of streaming in the weekend. Because of streaming, yeah. Well, it's, it's. I mean, it's the song. It's clearly done well. I mean, it's clearly a viral song. But I don't think in the U.S. I don't think it's gotten past the top forty. But because it's been so streamed and whatnot, it's like continuing. So it's it's just like, oh my god. <laughs> the show is so bad. So we, bad. we already stopped talking about it. Oh my god. That who I. How does how does a, dis, a natural disaster like that happen? How it, does a disaster happen that bad? Sometimes I when you get a cold get front and a warm front and they come together, they create the perfect cool. storm. Because think about this, right? There is a team of people greenlighting this, checking 
you know, checking the list, sending it twice. They they're doing everything to ensure everything. that this is good quality that we're going to put out. You fucking saw that doo doo content, and you said we're gonna we're gonna put this out, and it's gonna be great. What? I need a documentary about it. It's no, for real. It's almost like do you do you remember um what's that movie in like two thousand two? They've done they've done movies with like James Franco. Yes, yes. The Room or something maybe. I forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like the worst movie of all time. Worst movie of all time. That is literally what this needs. Yeah. Yeah, Dan Levy was has been doing a press tour promoting his new movie on Netflix and on Watch What Happens Live. They asked him what they thought of the idol. And Dan was very uh he like laughed and you could read on his face that he thought it was shit. He goes, "Well, he goes, "Well, I watched my episode. I haven't watched any of the rest." <laughs> and because apparently he had a lot of scenes cut, which I think that he did. I think that they were even in early promos of the show, he was featured a lot more prominently than what they actually showed the show. So the show was allegedly, I think finished and done by a different director, but they, there was like some creative direction where there was like between the weekend and the director or someone that they didn't like it. So then they actually went back and reshot it with Sam Levinson. I, I believe is what I've heard and yeah. it shows and it shows that. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's bad. It it's, is bad. And I'm not and just I, saying that to hop on the bandwagon. Like I gave it a shot. Yeah. It's bad. It is bad, bad. I, I don't even really think there's a, there was a point to it. Like I felt there like- There wasn't a plot. The weekend's acting was the most cringeworthy thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm The, the lines too. And maybe I'm, I'm curious who wrote this, like some of the scenes, like the writers of the script, because some of the lines and the line reading is- I want to say that- Crazy town. I, I want to say that it was Sam Levinson and The Weeknd himself- were the some of the writers on the show. So created Ugh. by created by Sam Levinson, The Weeknd and Riza Fahim. And then uh so I'm sure that the each episode had like different writers. But um yeah, I mean it's a no and for me. It's a no and. It had such potential, right? But it, you know, it really was clearly inspired by Britney Spears, but the storyline went nowhere. There was just, it was just like graphic and intense for the sake of being graphic and intense. The ending, there was no, no point to it and didn't make sense. I couldn't even get through the last couple of episodes. I, it was, yeah. I, I forced myself it. to watch it and it was just so stupid. I was like, what the fuck was this? So <sighs> speaking of Britney, mama had a 25th anniversary. She did. Let's with baby one more time. My first, my first record, my first CD, um, very always will be special to me. Yeah, blows my mind that it's been twenty five years since the release of that album. I remember getting it in Jan- that January. I remember being very excited about it. Um, I think school had just started back up from Christmas break, and it's like all anyone was talking about was Britney Spears. Yeah, it goes without saying. It's a legendary, legendary album. I mean, cultural reset. Yeah. And yeah, it just for me is like what started my love for music, really. I have to give it props. Yeah. That's my first CD. Like that is the most treasured thing to Aww. me. Without I mean, it, I would not be here. You wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be Jeff yeah. Beach. Mm-mm. I wouldn't. I certainly would not. No, you wouldn't be here has, on this that podcast. Has shaped, that has shaped my music and my music taste. What was your immediate favorite song on the album when you first, outside of oh. maybe one more time? Obviously, we all love okay, maybe one more it. time. 
You drive me crazy because I was like five or six when the album came same. out. Same. That was one of my, that was my favorite too. I remember. I remember thinking, Jeff. I remember thinking with that electric guitar in the background. I was like, I'm so into rock. Same. Same. I was like, I'm into rock music. You drive me crazy. And you drive me crazy. I also felt that way, like because my I remember my dad telling me, "This is a the different album. This is Oops, I did it again." But with "Can't Get No Satisfaction," mm-hmm. he's like, "You know, this is a Rolling Stone song." And I was like, "Yeah, I love rock. I'm I, I'm into rock and roll. <laughs> I'm into yeah. rock and roll. Pretty, yeah, Britney being like, can't get no satisfaction. Yeah, she can't get no, no, <laughs> no. But that the the debut album is, yeah, it's everything." It's so good. It's so good. I mean, like truly bringing back that sugary bubblegum pop to the forefront. You know, Britney, I mean, it, the album was hugely successful, also shrouded in lots of controversy, lots of conversations about her age and sexuality. And I think, I, I mean, I, we all know the stories behind that now, especially with her book and everything. I just look back on that era. I mean, she really gave us really incredible performances, great, memorable music videos. Star quality that can't be bought. Cannot be bought. I mean, I remember I remember coming home from camping and being like, "We, ha- I really hope we get home at this certain time because they're doing the – remember the show Making the Video on mm-hmm. MTV? They were doing the Making the Video for You Drive Me Crazy, the Stop remix. And I remember being like, we have to get home because that's premiering. Didn't they make a movie called You Drive Me Crazy too? With like, um, yep. And that song was in it. Was it? Was it? It was called. It was called Drive Me Crazy, the movie. Drive me crazy with with um, Melissa Melissa Joan Hart and the dude that was in Entourage, yeah. Adrian something. Oh yeah, yeah. What's and his he's, name? And he's also in the Devil Wears Prada. No, no, it, no, it's something though. Yeah. Or some. Yeah, and he was also in uh, Devil Wears Prada, right? Right. Um, and yeah, and, and they were both in the music video. Um, that like green top. I mean, that whole style, like that style of that video, is like so back in. I haven't know? seen it in so long. I have not seen the music video in so. Oh so long. my gosh, it's one of my favorites, and I just remember, and I remember getting really excited about her remixing the song for the single. And I remember in making the video, she's like in the recording booth, re-recording the vocals. And she's like, we just wanted to give it more punch. And I actually purchased the CD single, like the imported CD single from another country. Cause this is back in the CD days. And we, I was, I went to a CD store. They had imported singles from other countries. Um, Cause I don't think the song was released as a CD single in the U S and I paid, I think 1399. It had the stop remix and two uh, and the instrumental and then a bonus like remix fourteen dollars. That's crazy. Even that's then, that's what we had to go through back then. We paid less than that per month to get unlimited music. Like we really, you know, some things are worse, some things are better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one hundred percent. Some things are with inflation. Like some things really are better, and music is one of those things. Yeah, and I would say too that I had to like like so that song was released. I forget when like what. I want to say it was towards the end of summers when that song was released as an official single released to radio and music video and whatnot. But like, I don't think I got that CD single until months later. So it had already been out for forever. So at that time, this is like during the time of LimeWire and Napster. So I'm like downloading it illegally, but it's like some shitty quality. Right. You know, it's it's Bill Clinton saying, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I hated when that happened. I didn't start using LimeWire until like 2005 or six, but I, Had I was a kid when this the album came out, I was a young child, right? So I loved Hit Clips, Hit Clips of the little toy, yeah. And it was like one an ear one earpiece, 
Uh, they also had a boom box and it was like 60 seconds of the song. So I had the baby one more time in like a, a neon yellow hit clip. And it was oh like my, my treasured. I also had There You Go by Pink. I had other ones. Oh my gosh. And, and it had like the sound quality of like a takeout, uh, like fi- drive through in the 90s. Was it like this? Was it like, you drive yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. But I loved it. Oh I loved God. I loved it. It was because like, I loved, I loved like, small little like tamagotchis and like you know cutesy like that was very mm-hmm. in for yeah. me like i i just loved that it was like that compact it was like my first like mp3 player of sorts i, love I that. loved loved it i cherished it probably my favorite toy ever growing up if i had to say yeah because it was music related but i saw an instagram reel recently where you know how they interview people on the street of like new york and they're like hey tell me what you're listening to what are you listening to and it'll be like, it'll be like Oh, Peppers by Lana Del Rey, you know, and then they'll like walk away. Yeah. So someone was like, someone, someone had a hit clip and he's like, it's just 60 seconds of Britney Spears is stronger on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. Basically the TikTok edits now. So funny. So That's funny. So good. Uh, baby, one more time. What a moment. I, it, you know, it, looking back on it, I really wish um, I will be there was a single. I will be there is great. Yeah. But I get why it wasn't Celine Dion so much. The same writers. It is. Yep. And I remember you saying that on a previous episode. I, I don't hear that's the way it is in it. I, I hear, I hear Natalie and Brilli is torn. I hear that too. At the end, at the end. It is totally. It's both of the the songs. It is totally torn. I mean, torn. I mean, even this type of like the guitar and the, like the drum programming, Like it is very much that, even though like Max. That's, Martin, that's, see, that starts to end for me. I hear that the most. The song I hear Celine Dion's "That's the Way It Is." Okay, yeah. I guess I don't hear it. I guess I don't know how I'll you don't to, hear it. It's actually yeah. mind blowing to me. That is fucking crazy. It I is mean, like, I hear. I recognize. Like, I recognize that the songs are produced by the same people and like have similar drum programming and and the styles, guitar, like the bouncy kind of like. Yeah, lyrics. but, melo- like, but melodically, the, I don't hear it. So that's what's hard. Yeah. For me, I don't melodically, I don't hear a similarity. You're crazy. You're I, really crazy. I do. I drive you crazy. You're driving me crazy right now. I cannot believe you don't hear that. Yeah. It's like, a, it's crazy how much it sounds like. But yeah, Natalie, Natalie and Brilia for sure. For yeah. For sure at the end of it. Yeah. 100%. That guitar, guitar riff. Remember I told you, you can, maybe I might want to edit this out. But remember one time I was like, um, masturbating and that song just happened to be on in the background. No, and- I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on. Was that, a, really was, that a mo- was that a moment for you? This is really funny, yeah, because I was, I was this is like a few years ago. I was masturbating and, and Natalie Imbrilia's Torn was playing. I think I was in the shower and right. And I, I didn't even because you know when you don't like your music's playing, you're not even really like sure. just there in the background. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, as soon as like it goes into the bridge and that guitar like that, you know yeah. that I came. I love that. Oh my god, that's incredible. <laughs> and it literally made me laugh so hard. Bound and spunking on the so floor. Hard. Like that's the sound of like an orgasm. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. I love that. I love I, that. I've never laughed hard. I'm sure that Natalie and Brilia would be really excited to hear that too. I'm, oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure that she would feel honored. Maybe that, maybe that can be her like Sophie Ellis Baxter moment, where that song has a resurgence because of you mentioning that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And naked on the floor. Naked on the floor, baby. I also, I 
was always really jealous of so born to make you happy was released as a single in the uk music video yes, and everything love that song love the song love the video video directed by billy woodruff who directed a lot of videos for tony braxton um but the song that got we got a single was from the bottom of my broken heart and i always wish that we had had born to make you happy in the u.s as a single yeah i prefer that over over um bottom from of the bottom broken heart. same bottom and of, yeah and there was a bonus remix created for. I do love um, that song, though. Now that I think about it, I do love that song too. Which one? Born From to Make the Happy. Of my broken heart. You do. I I, I like it for like heart. nostalgic purposes. I don't ever revisit I just, it. I, that, there's something that she does where she's like, "There's just a thing or two I like, like you to know." know. That yeah. part is always like hit my ears, like like ding, like perfect. Ding. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, that's a song that's interesting that they, they gave it a slightly different mix for the single release. Like they, they replaced some of the drum beats with like a snapping finger sound. It's one of those like single versions. Like, like I'm obsessed with like single versions. And so sometimes artists will release it. The, the mix will just be ever so slightly different. And I've always been obsessed with that. I'm like, I'm loving that for a single release. You made these slight alterations that are going to make diehard fans like myself nuts. And we're going to be like, we need this version too. Even though like to yeah. the average person, no one's going to know the difference. I would um, Yeah. Yeah. You and I would know. I and it's different. I'm like, no. Yeah. And she, so yeah, but there's also a, a remix to born to make you happy that they released in the single in the UK, which again, I also paid another $14 for this as well. Um, but it's called the bonus remix. It's similar. It I would say the bonus remix of Born to Make You Happy is very similar to I Will Be There, like just mm -hmm. structurally and sonically. Um, and at the very beginning of it, I just love that she goes, <clears throat> and then it starts with the guitar. I don't know if you've heard this remix. No, it's okay. it's good. You might you might like it a lot actually. Well, um, for me, for me, it's always been this is my my child self saying this. Justice for Soda Pop. Justice for Soda Pop. That was also one of my favorites. Watch it, Fizz sure. and Pop. The clock is kicking, ticking, and we can't stop. Can't, can't stop, stop no. now. <laughs> yeah, so good. And there was a, they actually made a remix to that one as well called the. I love the, Jamaican Knee. The it's the Pink Bubblegum remix, and I want to say it was on the Sabrina the Teenage Witch soundtrack. Yeah, does the remix have like bubble clap? I it should. Maybe, oh, Jeff, we should should we ask him to make a remix? M.R. Yeah. Address him by his name, please. M.R. Yeah. M.R. Bubble uh, uh, Soda Pop Remix. Bumble, Bumble Clap. Clap Remix. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The the Soda Pop Turn Red. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. What a time. What a time to be alive. I also loved, like, she did these really great performances. One at the EMAs, one at the Billboard Music Awards. Um, where she did a medley of Baby One More Time and You Drive Me Crazy. And the Baby One More Time was done in like a cabaret style. And then she went into this like chaotic, like dance, industrial hip hop remix of You Drive Me Crazy. She gave you backflips. She gave you all sorts of choreography. Ugh, I miss those times. She she really knew how to give a performance. Yeah, absolutely. Still does. I love her spinning on Instagram over and over again, just spinning. Over and over. Well, you know what? She, I think, deleted her Instagram or deactivated it. Oh, so I, I haven't seen her in a while, though. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think at least for a little bit. I mean, who knows? I feel like she does that periodically. But yeah, I've tried looking for her the other day and she was not there. So 
Hope you're doing well, Brittany. Do you think she listens? Uh, yeah. She's probably listening. She'll be listening. Hey, girl. Hey, sw- hey, queen. Hey, girl. Hey. We love you. Hey, Miss Jean. How you doing, Miss Jean? We love you. We love you, Brittany. Well, all this to be said, it's it's coming down to the wire. Our our insanely popular segment that people just can't get enough of. Songs that we don't talk about enough. Jeff, do you have a song that we don't talk about enough? I do. Well, I have an artist we don't talk about enough. Uh, I oh. want to take a moment to celebrate Miss Kali Uchis with her latest album release, Orchideas. 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 A beautiful album. I I just have to say this. You know, I know she's one of my favorite artists over the last couple of years. I discovered her during the pandemic mm-hmm. and no one has captivated me in the way that she does in terms of like newer artists. I'm, I'm so impressed by this woman. She truly has given quality albums and EPs time and time again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I didn't love some of the singles from this album. Yeah. Like Munikita and like, um, what's the other one? Oh, Te Mata I liked, but it was, it was cute, but I was like, oh, okay, like we'll see. Sure. I have been listening to this album on repeat. I'm blown away by the that project as a whole, like start mm-hmm. to finish. You know, um, it's pretty much all in Spanish. Yep. Unlike her last effort last year, which was also an amazing album. My most listened to album of the year, Red Moon Venus. Mm-hmm. Um, this is more, you know, Spanish, which is obviously probably my, my favorite thing that, that she does. You know, I prefer her Spanish music over her English music. Yeah. I love the influences on this album um not only is it a super cohesive album you know it takes a few listens to kind of differentiate some of the songs but what i love is it kind of starts out with these like latin pop you know very much so um kind of like cunty songs in the beginning and then it goes into these beautiful what i would call like love making music that that's what she does really well um, mm-hmm. it's these kind of like beautiful like spanish ballads and then it goes into again like more country she starts to um perform i think it's like bolero style of music there's like salsa there's the reggaeton there's like all of these different elements you know mm-hmm. the, the latin pop music that i absolutely love and i just love how diverse the album is like there's so many different sounds there's up tempo there's ballads and it's just her, her voice does something to me kind of like brandy where I'm just like mesmerized listening to her. And Good for the, you. Good for the her. Produ- the production is so lush. It's so wonderful. The lyrics from what I've translated are <laughs> amazing per usual. Um, the album's getting great praise. It's getting really wonderful reviews. You know, um, I, I think it's just an incredible effort. And I, I think she's truly an underrated artist. I would love for her to blow up in the way that like SZA has. Yeah, you know, or some of these like R and B girls. I think she does like the Latin pop R and B also while while taking elements from like you know her culture and her heritage. You mm-hmm. know, and like I love like the different sounds she uses, like the traditional kind of like Colombian music or yeah, you know, different different elements that she uses. So I am obsessed. Good, so, I'm, I'm so glad. so happy. It's truly an incredible album. Yeah. I, I, I have to say, I listened to a couple songs. She, unfortunately, has not captivated me the way that she has captivated you. I will say I was really impressed with the first song. I, I appreciate, yeah, 
I appreciate that she experiments and there is a lot of different types of cross genreing throughout her music. Um, I liked the way that the first song blended into the second song. Um, thought that was cute. And Monyakita, which I believe is the first single off the album. Yes. Um, I made the joke with you yesterday. I was like, she said, how many BPMs can we put in this song? Yeah. Like it was like, it started with it's a reggaeton chaotic. BPM, then it slowed mm-hmm. it down and then they made it even faster. I was like, oh, wow. This like kind of goes all over the place, but I appreciate it. It wasn't bad to me by any means. It's just not, I was actually thinking to myself as I was going over to Joey and Jacobs last night, I was like, why isn't this captivating me? Like, why is this not? It's a- the same way. It's it's just like yeah. for, for you, that kind of like mellow girl genre isn't your vibe like i think of her i always joke like it's kind of like me like the latin lana del rey sure yeah (laughs) a lot of ways like um because i'm very captivated by lana del rey as as like her other fans are as well obviously she's a huge star Um, yeah so like it you know it's just understandable we all have different music tastes yeah i think did you listen to the last song of the album that i sent you um i uh briefly that's like kind of like the more bachata e type style or something yeah, like that like sound, song, right? like, yeah it's very fun and i just, yeah. I just i just love like the she sticks to like a lot of the you know um traditions of that style of music but then like yeah. blends it into more modern you know yeah i love that the, the r&b like love ballads though are just perfection i'm just yeah i'm just obsessed well i have to say that the first song while melodically, I mean, even stylistically, they're very different songs, but it did give me, it made me think of a song yeah. that um, I, we don't, that we do not talk about enough. It's about an artist that you and I talk about plenty, but we both agree that she should just be given more and more flowers every single day. Um, the first song, Como Asi, kind of for some reason made me think of the song Empty by Janet Jackson from the velvet rope. Ooh, I can see. Yeah. 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 The yeah. reason it made me think of it was empty by Janet Jackson is this like electronic dance song that starts out with like these, like what, what is that sound at the beginning? Like a xylophone or something like some sort of almost, almost sounds like water is happening. Like, yeah, I, it's, yeah. It's almost like this, like tropical type of sound. I, I read of like a Buddhist retreat, something like that. Yeah. yeah. But then it also blends a lot of like computer sounds, like actual, like not synthesizers, but just like there's like, you hear almost like typing and like different types of like just these actual sound effects, but it cre- starts creating this like beat and it turns into this like yeah. electronic dance song towards the end of it. And it just kind of builds and builds and builds and builds. Right. And, but while also having like a soft melody and like vocal styling. So it was like you yeah. had like, a lot of these like really hard electronic beats mixed with this like and that's why that song makes me think of this song it's a really good comparison yeah i see that 100 it's also there's a certain like energy and mood behind it yes i think there's a contrast between the beats and like especially in komasi when it like picks up you know and she starts going like see komasi and then it's like that that hard beat but then her really kind of like almost like siren-esque you know calming soothing voice over over the track yeah Um, that's a really good comparison i appreciate that a lot yeah that that's definitely a similar mood for sure yeah yeah again very different songs like i hope people aren't going to listen to them back to back and be like this doesn't sound anything like it i mean they don't sound alike it's just the way structurally and the energy behind it is what kind of made me reminisce on that and um it also kind of gave me a little bit of bjork vibes as well um just kind of like again there's just some like unique 
kind of off kilter types of sounds that she was using that, you know, you wouldn't normally hear in in like a mainstream song. And I appreciated that a lot. And just kind of one last thing about her too. Like, I know it's not your style of music, but I know you appreciate this is like, I really feel like she's someone that does experiment with different sounds. Like I know she, she kind of lives in the sleepy trap beat world sometimes for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, there's the influence of Latin music. There's the influence of like the reggaeton. There's the influence of like this up-tempo stuff, like really fun, you know, yeah. kind of kind of styling. And then, you know, electronic. And then also, I mean, her first albums, especially very like doo-wop 60s. Um, she almost reminds me of like an Amy Winehouse. I was just going to say Amy Winehouse. Very, yeah. very much so. So it's like, there, it's all over the place, but somehow it's all, it all works. Yeah. It's all, it's all cohesive and it works. And I really appreciate that about her is she's not afraid to step outside of one sound or one kind of style of music. And I um, always have to give props to people like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, for but sure. It, but it, it, there's something so beautiful about that. Um, and yeah, I just think she's super underrated. I think she's so talented. Yeah. Go, yeah. Congratulations, Miss Miss Caliucci's Miss Coochie. We appreciate you for Coochie. for for putting your coochie Coochie's into your rise. music. <laughs> dang well it's 2024 off to a bang and start we've got new music from ariana grande on the way cali uchis um there are rumblings on the streets right now about a potential announcement for act two by ms beyonce we shall see we've been teased and poked and prodded and edged for months now so we shall see if that actually comes to fruition but i would like to come i hope act two is just her saying faggots in a microphone and that's it yeah that tweet by the way <laughs> that original tweet of like it said beyonce said uh like texted lol faggot to <laughs> billy porter put her clit right on the microphone <laughs> so funny that plays play so fucking funny i also laughed it, very hard also truth i don't think it's truth but i mean well also that's literally what happened that's literally what happened. That's what. That's historically what happened. That's in the history books. Wait, wait, what did it say? She put her clit on the microphone? It said something. Beyonce some, said something, texted Billy Porter saying, LOL, faggot, went into the recording booth, put her clit directly on the mic and recorded Renaissance in an hour or something like that. <laughs> 12 out of 10. <laughs> so true. I love it. That's a great tweet. That's so right funny. That fat, broken, nasty, came on this bitch mad as hell. And then, so then the person had repurposed, or someone had repurposed it, saying, like, Ariana Grande went right into the booth, texted Frankie, LOL, faggot. Yeah. yeah. Very funny. Very funny to me. Some people might be offended. I think it's funny. So, made me LOL very hard. Well. On that note, let's go 2024. Keep it up. Keep them up, as they say in Best in Show. Up. Keep them so up. So far, so good. First two weeks of the year. Bada let's beep, go. bada boop. Until next time, peace out, motherfucker. Bye.